Secret six, follow-up funnels. My mentor and friend David Fry wrote, A study done by the Association of Sales Executives revealed that 81% of all sales happen on or after the fifth contact. If you're a small business owner and you're only doing one or two follow-ups, imagine all the business you're losing. Not following up with your prospects and customers is the same as filling up your bathtub without first putting the stopper in the drain. Someone said that the fortune is in the follow-up, and I believe it's true. The way we follow up is to take the traffic that we now own and push them through a follow-up funnel. Last year, I pulled the stats from four of our most successful front-end funnels to demonstrate the power of driving people towards a break-even funnel and then using follow-up funnels. Let me give you a breakdown of what happened over a 30-day window. Note, ACV stands for average cart value. In other words, how much we made on average from each person after they bought the front-end offer plus any upsells. Funnel number one, the dot-com secrets free plus shipping book funnel. Leads generated, 5,410. Books sold, 2,395. Average cart value, $30.81. Total gross sales, $73,789.95. Ads spent, $69,026.31. Profit, $4,763.64. Funnel number two, 108 split test book funnel. Leads generated, 2,013. Books sold, 1,357. The average cart value, $12.38. Total gross sales, $16,799.66. Ad spend, $13,813.57. Profit, $2,986.09. Funnel number three, Perfect Webinar Secrets Free Plus Shipping Funnel. Leads generated, 1,605. Products sold, 760. Average cart value, $34.38. Total gross sales, $26,128.80. Ad spend, $22,359.94. Profit, $3,768.86. Funnel number four, marketing your car free plus shipping MP3 player funnel. Leads generated, 5,177. MP3 player sold, 1,765. Average cart value, $14.79. Total gross sales, $26,104.35. Ad spend, $23,205.25. Profit, $2,899.10. When you look at just these four break-even funnels during a 30-day window, the total stats look like this. Front-end revenue, $142,822.76. Front-end ad costs, total profit of $14,417.69. So while it looked like our company was doing about a million and a half dollars a year in top line revenue, it was only actually making a little over $10,000 per month. From the outside, this looked like a failing business and would have been if we didn't understand the strategy behind traffic, funnels, and the value ladder. But when you do understand these core principles, then the stats look a little differently. This is how we looked at those stats. New leads added to my list, traffic that I own, 14,205 people. How much I got paid to acquire those 14,205 people? $14,417.69. That's right, I didn't just get free leads. I actually got paid over $1 for each person who joined my list that month. After we plugged those leads into my follow-up funnels, we ended up making a total of $16.49 in sales for every $1 we made inside of our funnel within 30 days of each lead joining. 
Yes, those 14,205 people ended up collectively spending $234,240.45 within 30 days inside of our follow-up funnels. And all that money was pure profit because I didn't have to pay Mark Zuckerberg over at Facebook or Larry and Sergey at Google any of it. I wasn't trying to control traffic or earn it. It was mine. Once someone's on my list, I can send out follow-up messages to them anytime I want for free because I now own that traffic. In my follow-up funnels, I sent those 14,205 people emails with free videos to build relationships with them. A few days later, I invited them to come to watch a webinar where I taught them how ClickFunnels work to grow a company. Not all wanted to watch the web class, but 1,129 did and registered for it. At the end of the web class, we sold a product for $2,997, and 57 people bought it, grossing us $170,829. Over the rest of the month, some people signed up for the ClickFunnels trial, some bought other books, and some bought courses and coaching. In the first 30 days, we multiplied our profits by more than 16 times. When you look over the next 60, 90, 360 days and beyond, you'll see that each lead can and should be worth thousands of dollars to you. And if you can break even or even make a little bit of profit to generate that lead, you should do it all day, every day. VC-backed companies go into the hole for 6 to 12 months or more to generate a customer. That's right, they sometimes don't even break even for over a year, but they can do that because they're burning someone else's money. The secret to quickly grow your list with paid ads. Ideally, we break even in our initial funnel, but sometimes it might take us a few days or weeks to break even using our follow-up funnels. Many times people will lose some money inside of the front-end funnels and not break even immediately, and because of that, they get scared and they walk away from it. If they look closer at their numbers, though, they'd see that they might have just been a few days away from breaking even, and that they could still have kept running ads to those funnels profitably, even at a loss. Let me show you how this works. Let's say that you decide to buy Facebook ads to a lead funnel that doesn't actually sell anything immediately. You're just giving away a free report or some type of lead magnet with a goal to generate a lead that you can plug into your follow-up funnels. In this example, let's say you're spending $3 to generate each lead. As of right now, this funnel may seem like a dud, right? Well, without the follow-up funnel, it would be. When someone joins my list, I'll build relationships with them. I might send them a few emails making sure that they're able to download the lead magnet that I gave them for free. I might even send a video or an article to help them to get more value from the thing that I just offered them. At that point, I would still be $3 in the hole for each lead, but I'd be building a relationship with them, which means they would be more likely to open my emails and buy things from me in the future. Here's where the fun begins. The next set of emails in my follow-up funnel would be focused on introducing them to the next funnel in my value ladder. For this example, let's say it was one of my free book funnels. I would send them three emails inviting them to get a free copy of my new book when they cover shipping. Those who get a free copy will be taken through that sales funnel, and I should make some profit from each book buyer. In this example, on average, I would make $1 from each lead who went through the second step. As of day six in the follow-up funnel, I would still be $1.50 in the hole. The next step in the follow-up funnel would be to move them into one of my higher ticket funnels. We call this funnel stacking. In this example, the next thing I would invite them to is to one of my web classes. I might send a few more emails inviting them to register for the webinar. After they went through that webinar sequence and I made an offer for one of my higher ticket products, the average dollar per lead would increase past the $3 I spent for the lead. At that point, I would break even and start making a profit. That means within about a week of paying for the lead, I would be in the black. Anything that those customers bought from me in the future would be pure profit. Are you seeing how this works? Sometimes the break-even happens inside the initial front-end funnel, but other times it happens within the follow-up funnel. As soon as I know that I break even on day X of my follow-up funnel, then I go back and spend money to acquire customers, knowing that I'll have the return on the investment at an already established point. When I first started my online journey, I heard Mike Littman say, amateurs focus on the first sale. 
I didn't really understand what he meant until I started using follow-up funnels, and I realized that I could spend more money to acquire a customer than I initially believed. Dan Kennedy once said, ultimately, the business who can spend the most to acquire a customer wins. With good funnels and strong follow-up funnels, you can increase how much money you can spend to acquire a customer. Multidimensional follow-up funnels. So far, I've only talked about email inside of your follow-up funnels. In a perfect world, everyone who got an email would read it and click on the links inside. Unfortunately, with people's attention spans today, down from 20 minutes in the 90s to just 7 seconds today, a lot of people you send emails to will never actually open them. Some stats show that as much as 87% of emails go unopened. You're battling for attention every time you send anything. As the war for attention has grown, a lot of amazing tools have been created that we can plug into our follow-up funnels to make sure people actually see our message. My hope is that this list of tools will continue to increase, but I'll share with you some of the ones that I'm seeing are the most powerful today. Retargeting. The first and one of my favorite tools to plug into my follow-up funnels is retargeting ads. We'll go deep into our retargeting strategy in Secret 9, but for now I want you to be aware of what they are and how they work. Have you ever been to a website and then over the next few weeks, it seems like they're stalking you online? Everywhere you go, you see their banner ads following you around? That is retargeting, and it's one of the most powerful ways to push somebody through your follow-up funnels and send them up your value ladder. Messenger. In 2011, Facebook created their Messenger program, which for many people has replaced email as their favorite communication tool. You can add Messenger subscriber boxes into your funnels and get people joining your email list to also join your Messenger list. This gives you the ability to follow up with people through a different channel than email. It's a very powerful tool that has much higher open rates than email. However, because of the intimacy of people's Messenger inboxes, I found that unlike email, where I can send emails daily and not have many people upset, with Messenger I only send about one or two messages a week without losing many subscribers. We strategically place Messenger messages within our follow-up funnels to create a conversation about once or twice per week with the goal to direct people back to a funnel or send them to the next one. Text messages. We don't normally try to get someone's phone number on a traditional landing page because each new field traditionally lowers conversions, but I do try to grab a phone number when people buy something from us or when they register for a webinar. We can use text broadcast to make sure people don't miss the webinar they signed up for, let them know about the status of their orders, and help move them into the next step of our value ladder. There are always new communication tools being developed, but their goal is the same. Build a relationship with your subscriber and send them through your value ladder. Now that you see how follow-up funnels work, I want to spend a few minutes on the psychology and sequencing of follow-up funnels. The three closes, emotion, logic, and fear. As you've seen, we have a lot of tools that we can use to try to get someone to buy from us. But what should go inside of each message? We found that the ones that give you the most leverage include messages based on emotion, logic, and fear, or urgency and scarcity. The most powerful way to get someone to take action is by using emotion. It's often been said that people buy things emotionally and they try to justify their purchase logically. If you've read Expert Secrets, the entire book is focused on story selling, which shows you how to tell stories to break false beliefs and put people into an emotional state where they're ready to change and ready to buy. This is the most powerful way to create emotion in the minds of your visitors and get them to take action. That's why most of our ads lead with emotional stories. The lead of any sales letter, the stories of my webinars, the first emails our follow-up funnels and the first ads in my retargeting sequences always speak to people's emotions. This is where the majority of your sales will happen too. For example, in the supplemental PDF, you'll see a sketch of a very basic free book style sales page, like the one you probably saw when you purchased this book. The top of the sales page is a headline that appeals to one's emotion, a video telling the story to get one emotionally interested in the product, and then an order form for one to take action. 50% of my sales will come immediately from people who only see this top block and never scroll. They're my emotional buyers. 
The next 30% of buyers are a little bit harder to convince. They're the analytical buyers. They may have felt something emotionally, but they needed to be able to logically convince themselves that the purchase is right for them. Often they're afraid of what others will think if they buy it because they have a fear that their status will decrease if the product doesn't work for them. So under this top section of the page, I transition my message to speak towards logic. I explain why this is a good deal and I compare it to the other investments that they could make. I also let them know about the money back guarantee if it doesn't work so they won't risk a decrease in status. Lastly, I try to use as much risk reversal as possible. The last 20% of buyers aren't as motivated by emotion or logic, but they're motivated by a fear of missing out, FOMO. The only thing that'll get them to take the leap is for them to be afraid that you're going to take it away. Urgency comes from you giving them all the reasons why they need to buy it now. And the scarcity comes from all the reasons why this will be gone soon. For this last group, I close almost every sales presentation, letter, and sequence focusing on urgency and scarcity. I just show you how the process of emotion to logic to fear works on a landing page, but it also works inside of every follow-up funnel and retargeting sequence. When someone joins a follow-up funnel, my first set of messages focus on the emotion as I tell stories of other people who have used the product and share the hidden benefits. After a few days, I switch my messaging to logic, and then the last set of messages will switch to fear. If I'm only sending out three emails in that step of the follow-up funnel, then I have one for each of the three closes. If I have five emails, I might spend the first three days on emotion, one day on logic, and then one day on urgency and scarcity. The number of messages matters less than making sure you hit each of the closes, because each one will bring in a different group of buyers. As I make my transition to the next funnel in my follow-up funnel, I start over with emotional story selling again and get people engaged about the next funnel in the value ladder. This process is true in every type of messaging you put out. When your goal is to move people through a process or a funnel, every type of communication you send should start with emotion, then move to logic, and end with fear, urgency, and scarcity. Follow-up funnels, soap opera sequences versus broadcasts, daily Seinfeld emails. In dot-com secrets, I talk about two types of communication that I have with my people after they join my list, soap opera sequences and daily Seinfeld emails. I found that a lot of people get confused on how these types of communications work and how they tie into follow-up funnels. So I want to spend a few minutes showing you how these concepts fit together. When someone first joins my list, I take them through a process called a soap opera sequence. We call it that because the emails aren't standalone messages, but instead we will use multiple emails to tell a story where each email hooks you to read the next email in a way that is similar to how good soap opera will use their storyline to pull you from episode to episode. In these emails, we tell our readers a story that will build a relationship and build rapport. That way, they'll be more likely to keep reading our emails, clicking on our links, and buying our products. The second type of communication is the daily Seinfeld emails that are more similar to an episode of the Seinfeld show. Each email is a standalone message that has a hook, tells a story, and then pushes people back to your core offer. We use these each day as we send broadcasts to our list with the goal of getting them back into our funnels. Some people have thought that these two ideas were opposing, and others have asked how they fit in the follow-up funnel frameworks. The truth is they both work together inside of your value ladder. When someone first joins your list, we plug them into a follow-up funnel. Immediately, they're put on a soap opera sequence where you tell them the stories, providing an emotional close, and lead them through your follow-up funnel. The first set of emails are all about building rapport. Readers usually connect with your story, as you're the attractive character in your business, because you're the one who will likely be communicating with them. 
Then we transition to the first funnel we're going to promote in our sequence. We start season two of our soap opera sequence, our SOS, with the stories behind the new product or funnel that we're introducing them to. We transition the SOS from us, the attractive character, to the first product we want to introduce. The SOS moves through emotion, logic, and fear, and it guides people into and through the first funnel. When it's over, we move to season three of our SOS and start a new story about the new product or funnel that we're introducing them to. The daily Seinfeld emails come after someone has moved through all of the soap opera sequences inside of your value ladder, and they're done with our follow-up funnels. In a perfect world, we'd have a follow-up funnel that lasted for 40 years, but the reality is that most good follow-up funnels are effective for 30 to 60 days. After that, people drop off the core list that has ascended your people through your value ladder, and then they're moved onto our daily broadcast list. This is the list that we use to send our daily story-based Seinfeld emails to lead people to our new front-end offers and get them to re-register for our webinars and promote our blog posts, podcast episodes, and affiliate offers. This is the bucket we put people into after they've dropped out of the back end of our follow-up funnel. To see this process in action, make sure to download the supplemental PDF to see the doodles of how the soap opera and the Seinfeld emails work together. The next secret will show you how to infiltrate your Dream 100, build your own distribution network, your own show, and how to find your voice.